you ready? I said, are you ready for Let's Talk World Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Zach. going on everybody welcome to episode 49 of let's talk whoa hockey we are of course brought to you as always by five in a game sports network i'm your girl beth joined as always by my dude zach how are you doing today buddy uh doing good can't complain sunday is well there's half d's and so can't go wrong plus hockey i mean hockey i mean what more can you say it's just we got hockey Hockey and more hockey, and I'm here for because hockey and I love hockey. So I know baseball's finally started it up. Woo, but whatever. It's still it's still hockey season. Yeah. So how are you doing? I am doing good. I mean, hockey happened today. Um, I spent the day watching PHF hockey, which is, you know, <laughs> never a bad day ever. Uh, I am shocketh. Shocketh, yes. I say. Shocketh. Uh, and then I was, you know, doing some digging, dealing with all of this NHL trade deadline craziness, which we'll get into later this week on the hockey show. But it has been a day like it has bit. been a day. Uh, how you I mean, did you have a good hockey day? Did you did you get to enjoy some puck? Uh, on Twitter here and there, uh, trying to keep up with a lot of stuff that's going on Uh just, you know, scores and Conjure Miller doing unsavory things, I guess. But, of course, you know, Timo Meyer is now a New Jersey Devil, so that was interesting. So, Still waiting on the return from that. Like, we it's, might hear about it next week. Who knows? I, if Lula Morello was still the GM, you wouldn't know about him for, like, another decade. So, I mean, at least we're going to get sooner rather than later. But... Yeah, I got to I got to watch a lot of highlights and keep up with as much as I could. It's been a, yeah. it's been a it's been a busy Sunday to be honest with you. But I was you know have to ask you that question because it's the PHF and Beth is off on the weekend. So you know what that means? Hockey, hockey, just all of the hockey. It, it's it's always great. I mean, I got to go to hockey Friday and Saturday here, and also watch hockey. I have to say, say, though, there's a lot of scores from this weekend that were downright disrespectful. Like, 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 it it seemed like some people had some vendettas against them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there there was some beef. There was some spice. I mean, there there was some spice today in the in the whale ribs game. There was a lot of spice going on there. Like you said. A lot Some of downright disrespectful scores happening in the league this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just like, like, oh, we beat this team. We like, it was stomped, like, oh. <laughs> stomped, molly whopped, absolutely just yeah. beat yeah. the brakes off of teams. I'm like, I'm like, are you, is everyone okay? It's like, is, is everyone all right? Like, is everyone okay? Like, we want to have fun, but jeez. Um, I mean, we'll start with, cause there was Friday night PHF hockey, which, you know, is all, it's always a good weekend when it starts off with Woho. Oh, um, fro, fry yay. We got hockey. We got fry yay hockey. Um, put down the t-shirt. <laughs> and then it was the Boston pride visiting the rink at American dream and the metropolitan riveters. And this is kind of where the disrespectful score started. And friends, this one did not 
end the way that you think. I'm going to say the score first, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the six to two score, which is a score we are used to hearing from our friends in Boston. Boston did not score six goals on Friday. The Metropolitan Riveters scored six goals on Friday. Kelly Babstock had two goals. Like, oh, the, yeah. If Kelly Babstock's got a couple goals, you know the Metropolitan Riveters are kind of feeling themselves after that one. Was Schroeder in that, or was it someone else? Because that doesn't sound like it was not. I was just saying that, that, that doesn't sound like Corinne Schroeder giving up six goals. And like she might give up I six mean, goals. Every Tendi has a bad game. Right. No, for Let's sure. Let's be but, honest. No, like no, every Tendi has a bad game. Yeah, but Corinne Schroeder might give up six goals in like two weeks, not a game. So yeah. Um, so it was not uh Schroeder in net, it was LaVisa Salander. Um, the Sorry, pride... I, I, all I, I'm like looking behind you. All I see is a dog head just pop up over your shoulder, like oh, yeah. oh yeah, over your yeah, right she's shoulder. Ha- she, she's hanging on the beanbag chair. Um, Sorry, so, all I see is <laughs> yeah, no, nope, no. Nope, that Ella just doing what Ella do. Now the pride did open the scoring, and I'm sure it is no surprise to hear that that opening of scoring came from Lauren Gable. She has been absolutely fire this season for the Boston Pride, but then. Then the Riveters just, they scored four goals after Boston's first goal. We had a goal from Fanny Garat Gasperix. We had a goal from Kendall Score Nine herself. We then had a goal from the captain, Madison Packer. And then, you know, just to add some more, we had a goal from Mintu Tuominen. So then it was 4-1, Metropolitan Riveters. When I tell you I was at a hockey game looking at this score going, um, is this is this correct? This is not the game that I was expecting. The Pride then had a goal scored by Sammy Davis. And to finish up the scoring, why not? We get two goals back-to-back from Miss Kelly Babstock. Like... The Riveters came into this weekend fighting to secure a playoff spot because if they won Friday and today, then they would still have playoff hopes. So they came into Friday knowing what needed to be done and what needed to be done is they needed a W over the Boston Pride. Yeah. And they got that W. And I mean, not a super spicy game, you know, a couple penalties here and there, nothing super, you know, crazy. It was, it was a well-played game and it was the win that the Riveters needed to keep those playoff hopes alive. Mm -hmm. Now, if we move to Saturday, we had two games on Saturday. We had Toronto visiting Richfield Ice Arena versus the Minnesota Whitecaps, Toronto leaving with a one to nothing shutout. And then we had Buffalo making their first ever trip up to Montreal to play the Montreal force in their home arena, which this go around was the Centre d'Excellence Sport Rousseau, since they are kind of touring the province in this first season. And the Buttes continued their winning ways on Saturday with a three to one victory over the Montreal force. Cause again, we're fighting for playoff spots right now. The teams that needed to win on Friday and Saturday got the wins that they needed. I mean, if 
Who needs to watch drama on TV? Just watch PHL <laughs> hockey as they're trying just to watch figure out the play- Just try to figure out playoff spots. There's your drama right there. There's your drama right there. Now, Sunday was a different story. Coming into Sunday, the Montreal Force needed to do good things in order to keep any sort of playoff hopes alive for themselves. And they they did the thing. And yeah, yeah, this this turns into beating the brakes off. This is absolutely just donkey stomping, however you want to put it. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like just the force said no more wins for you, Buffalo. We're going to beat you six to two. Yeah, just Six absolute disrespect. Like, we're going to steal your lunch money, give you a wedgie. Like, just. Just. It, no, it's don't. fine. We're winning this game. Like, they came out and they did what needed to be done. Unfortunately, as the day continued, Montreal was eliminated from playoff contention before the whale. Um, Riveters game even began. That was one of the first graphics that they showed is that Montreal had been eliminated from playoff contention. But Jade Downey Landry opened the scoring. We got to see MGM do what she does best. She did score the first goal for the Buttes, followed by a Buttes goal by Whitney Dove. Then the force were just like, (laughs) just kidding. We're done playing now. This game is ours because we then saw goals from Sarah LaFour, another goal from Jade Downey Landry, Another goal from Sarah LaFour, and then Alyssa Holmes, and then Christina Shanahan. They made sure to secure this victory. So basically, and, they, they forced their will on the on the Buttes. Yes, they they absolutely forced their will onto the Buttes and forced some decisions here. Now, for the Buttes the playoff question was still open. They still had a path to lock in their slot into the Isabel cup. Um, I want to say playoff bracket, but that's not how it goes anymore. Friends. We actually have like rounds of the playoffs now. So they had a chance. Thank goodness. I'm like, I I like our little bit of chaos. That is the PHF, but I'm glad there's no brackets like here goes to here, here goes to this. It's like a, like one of those like di- like diagrams in like math class. Yeah. You're like, what does this even say? It looks like you're trying to read Latin, and it's like, what? <laughs> yes. And so, no more foreign language charts. No more craziness. We have best of three for the semi to get to the semifinal, and then best of three, and then final. It, it's is it is is, 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 it, it, a, is it is it a one game play? Is it a one game for the final, or is it an actual series for the final? The final is one game. Oh my gosh! Yes. So, so basically, at most, you're probably playing like so eleven games in the playoffs. Oh my gosh, that's going to be wild. Like yeah. At most, you're playing eleven more games after you're playing a regular season like this. Yes. Yes. And so it's great to see like playoff rounds, like best of series. It's just another sign that the league is growing and it's, it's great. Like, I absolutely love it when they announce this format. Oh, like, yes, the first two series take place in Boston and Toronto. And both of them were the first two teams to clinch a playoff position. 
but the semifinal round is neutral site. Hmm. I wonder and where. I believe the final is also neutral site from what Ooh. I remember reading. So, so the final could be like in Montreal, depending on who's in, or it could be anywhere. Exactly. So we then move on to the next game after that disrespectful 6-2 victory. Actually, no, here, here you go. I hear I have a perfect place for the final. <laughs> put it in uh <laughs> put it in Chicago. <laughs> yes. Just you no, know, Fifth Third Arena is a great place to hold hockey. I'm just saying. Um I'm just, why not why not put it there? Yeah. Just be cut. Yeah. Sunday was just disrespectful score day because then we have the Toronto Six with their final game of the weekend versus the Minnesota Whitecaps. Who they final swept them, by the way. They swept them, too. Put, pull out the broomsticks. Pull out the brooms. The Six got the sweep. And the final score of that game was 7-1. to one. Oh, so the extra point was good. The extra point was good for the Toronto Six. They put it straight through the uprights. We had... Dominika Laskova with two goals. We had Cheyenne Darkangelo with two goals. We had Michaela Kava with a goal. I mean, when you have two players hitting Hattie Watch in the second period, you know things are getting a little heated in Toronto. So just absolutely just goals. Oprah was there handing out goals, it seems like, for the Toronto Six. Seven goals on 40 shots. Not too shabby of a Sunday for the six. No, not at all. And with that win, the Toronto Six also moved into the number one spot in the PHF standings. Hmm. So not something that you hate to see. And of course, we're going to finish up with the last game of the day. It was the later start, the Metropolitan Riveters made their way into Connecticut for the final home game this season for the Connecticut Whale in the regular season. It was also Captain Shannon Turner Day. This is her last season playing professional hockey, so they wanted to take the day out to honor her. And it was Pride Night, and the jerseys are perfection, like absolute perfection. Pucky has a little whale spout rainbow they're just they're black jerseys with big bright neon rainbows on them. Absolutely loved it. And this game, I'm not gonna lie, I was getting a little frustrated. I was like, come on, where are my whale? Like, I know they're here. Where are they? And let me tell you, the third period, the way we're like, we're right here. Hi. So Taylor Gerard did open up the scoring pretty early into the game. First goal was scored a minute and eight seconds into the game. Madison Packer was like, no, ma'am, turned around and scored a power play goal to tie it up at 1-1. Mintu Twominen said, me too, I would like a goal, scored a goal. And there was no scoring in the second period. And it was a bit of a frustrating second period. It was a great defensive game, though, like not going to lie. <laughs> then the third period happened. And when I tell you that the most exciting five minutes and 57 seconds of hockey I have ever watched occurred in this game, the most exciting five minutes and 57 seconds of hockey occurred because in that five minutes and 57 seconds, Justine Reyes got a hat trick and the whale scored five goals in five minutes, almost six minutes. 
And it was almost like a Justine Reyes natural hat trick because she scored and then she scored again. Katrin Lonergan said, hey, let me get in on this and scored. And then Justine Reyes was like, hey, I want the hat trick. I'm going to score. Taylor Gerard finished up the wheel scoring. There was a literal last minute goal by the Metropolitan Riveters. The whale were on a five to three shorthanded situation, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But Emily Harley did close out the scoring for that game. Final score, six to three, Connecticut. Ticket to the playoffs, punched. Shannon Turner said, my playing days are not over yet, guys. We've got postseason hockey to take care of. Not, 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 not just yet, my friends. We not just yet, my friends. We are not quite done. We are going to the playoffs, and we are making this this run for Isabel. And I feel like at the end of the day, this run is going to be for Captain Turner. Imagine the whale win their first ever Isabel Cup with Turner. Yes, I was just—I've been waiting to tell you after you're doing with all of this. Um, I know yeah. this is the woe show. I'm going to take the PHF weekend recap away for a second. Um, Jack Johnson is no longer a Chicago Blackhawk. Uh, he was just traded to the uh, to back to the Avalanche. So, uh, for. Uh, Andreas England. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Tarabasi tweeted out from Kevin Weeks that Jack Johnson was tra- was traded and the Pierre LeBron lets you know who it was for. But yeah, Jack Johnson basically just took a, just took a little bit of a hiatus to Chicago and then came right back to Colorado. <laughs> so he spent like half the season in Chicago. And he's like, all right, go back to Colorado. <laughs> just head on back to Colorado. You know, he got to do the, the banner raising ceremony first game of the season Thank you, Colorado, for letting us borrow him for a couple months. I know he was a big presence in the locker room. Um, and, Andre England is, is an interesting pickup. Yeah. I mean, everything's interesting right now. Um, but we're, we're going to have to get into that a little later because we still got Woho to talk about. So um, there is something I know normally our what the pucks are a little deeper than this but I was talking to Zach about this earlier because I have a what the puck to discuss so during the whale riveters game today the riveters goaltender covered the puck because she wanted a stoppage in play and the ref didn't blow the whistle and the explanation for the ref not blowing the whistle is there was not a Connecticut whale player near her therefore play was going to continue I've never seen this before nor heard of that rule. It is a very, I don't, it's one of those, I think it's a discretion of the referee type thing. Cause I've never really heard it before. I mean, I've never yeah. seen it, but I have heard of stuff going like that before. It, like it's very rare, but you'll see it sometimes where the ref, where the ref's like, we're not just stopping play because you want it to stop without like, yeah. like, unless there's like, unless there's someone there that's different, but I think if there was like no whale within the vicinity of like half a zone near you, she was behind the net. Like the closest whale player was like behind the net, just on the opposite side of the net from where the tendy was covering. Okay. Then that should have been whistled then because there's one close enough. If they're saying it wasn't close, but there's someone right behind it. Then yeah. Then like, I understand it's one of those like weird, like non-written rules, but that should have been whistled. There's someone right behind. So that, yeah, that makes no sense. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know. Why? 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 
Because here's here's my thing. Like maybe she noticed that her team needed a line change. Maybe she was thirsty and wanted a drink of water, which is why she wanted the play to go dead. Like if the goalie covers the puck and the ref can no longer see the puck, according to every hockey rule, the play is dead. Yeah. So like confusion. A little bit, just a little bit of confusion. Yeah, like a little bit of confusion, a little bit of crazy, something I'd never seen before and don't understand because goalies know things. Like they know when their team needs a moment. And if the ribs needed a moment and the puck was fully covered under the goalie glove, which it was, the play should have been blown dead. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I don't understand. Mm. So I go back to the trade real quick. Andres England's number is 88 in Colorado. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. He ain't going to so get that. Mm -mm. No, no, no. He, that, number's, he, he, that number's off limits in Chicago, my friend. Regardless he, he, of what may come, that number is off limits. Yeah. But, yeah, that it's such a weird thing to happen. Like, I've never seen a ref be like, no. Yeah. No. Just, no. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Definitely interesting what the puck for sure. You know. Never really. That's one of those like weird, like weird hockey things. Where you're just like, did that actually happen, or am I imagining it? So, yeah, very odd like, indeed. Like the play, the puck was covered, and I was like, okay, cool, stoppage. I was about to go and get like a refill on my water, and then there was no whistly sound, and I was like, did is there a glitch in the in the matrix, like? Did, did did the simulator stop for a second and reboot itself? Like what happened? Like I don't I don't understand. Like am I did did my brain freeze time? Like what's going on right now? <laughs> what? What? Like what what is what is happening? So that that's my only thing. Like referees, referee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to channel Ted Lasso for a second. Referee! If you can't see the puck, you're supposed to blow the, blow the play dead. And, like, Dems be the rules. Yeah. Dems be the rules. We'll talk about referees real quick. Shout out to Wes McCauley. I love that man. Absolutely bodied Brad Marchand. What a hit. Fantastic. Like... I think it either was the same game or the game after he got fined for uh, tripping a, a Kraken player, too. Do you know Marshan's almost got a million and a half lost due to fines? I'm like, I wish I had a million and a half to throw around for being stupid. Yeah. Like, what? That man. That man. But, you know, shout out to Wes McCauley for absolutely just throwing the hip check on Brad Marchand. <laughs> you know, I'm sure every referee in the game has been like, I wish. And Wes McCauley <laughs> was like, I got you, friends. I got you. Um, so great. Like, just absolutely love it. So we're going to swing it on over to our friends in women's Acha hockey. And Zachary, I'd like for you to go first because your team played this weekend in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. and I'd like I'd like you to give our fans a little bit of a recap on the CMU action that happened this weekend. 
Yeah, so uh, CMU played a bunch of games this past weekend, uh, to say the least. I know, trying to go back. So I know they played. Yeah, so they had Michigan State on the fourth on the twenty fourth. They had Sioux College on the twenty fifth, and they then they had Adrian on the twenty. Also, the twenty. They had two games on the twenty fifth. They had a nine forty five in the morning game against Sioux College, and they played seven thirty that night against Adrian. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, just a little bit. It's uh wasn't really expecting that. Mm-hmm. And I know for the Michigan State, it's weird. Cause I'm on their Twitter and I don't see any I don't see a Michigan State. Let me go over to the Instagram. There's no Michigan State scores on on the on Oh Acha website. One day. One day. You will do things nicely for us. Okay, I, I do. Have, I do. I do have a score for the Michigan State game. Okay. So, Michigan State did win two to one against Central Michigan. Close game. I mean, both teams are really good. It is what it is. So, Friday night's game, Michigan State did win two one. The early morning Saturday game against Sioux College. Um, We've been saying a lot all, all, the whole time that Sioux College is pretty much a wagon this year, and they're a pretty mm-hmm. good team. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sioux College was up like nine nothing after the second period, and they end up winning the game eleven to nothing. Jeez, it was a. I mean, we did say it was a weekend of disrespectful scores. We did, and I mean, and I mean, when we talked to Mac and Emily, it's like the team was kind of like really in like their second real season. For the most part, for like I know it's like it's one of the because like due to COVID and a whole bunch of other stuff, it's kind of throwing their schedules off a bit. But I mean, it is what it is. So I mean, and like, like I said, Sioux College is just they were, they were undefeated going into the, into the playoffs. I mean, for this for the 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 CCWHA playoffs, I mean, you kind of mm-hmm. have to you know, it's one of those things. I mean, for the fact that Central Michigan got it was absolutely amazing. Like I'm so proud of this team for the fact that like they played a really great season down into the playoffs because we all thought are they going to make it because you know the Acha thing was being so weird about like seedings and who's going to get in because like not like because like not a lot of teams play the same amount of games um so yeah so that game that early that really early did you like would you like some hockey with a side of your eggs and bacon because it's basically got breakfast got breakfast and hockey i mean <laughs> breakfast hockey isn't always a bad thing like don't no. get me wrong no, but, I mean, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind a breakfast burrito with my hockey because I mean, no, why not? Or no, or or, I mean, or breakfast quesadilla, you know? You could have not? like a full brunch situation at like the second intermission and just bust out like the mimosas and the eggs Benedict. I mean, could you? Oh my gosh, could, could you imagine a team was actually kind of smart just having a game that early, just being like, hey, come to the arena, have some eggs Benedict, and, and like one mimosa max, but enjoy some hockey at yeah. the same time. See. That's the one thing that I hate about school day games in the ECHL is like they're not serving breakfasty type foods at the arena. It's still like the normal arena food. Like it would be clutch if it was like breakfast sandwiches and breakfast burritos. Like I do, I do, I do have to say though, real quick tangent. So when we were coming back from Raleigh last weekend. We stopped at the Bucky's. I went to Bucky's in Florence at least like five or six times going with all the back and forth driving. <laughs> so the Sunday morning when we were driving back at like six in the morning, we stopped there at like seven something. I think it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock. I got their bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit sandwich from mm-hmm. Bucky's. 
worth the best five dollars I ever spent on a breakfast sandwich. That thing was good. Bucky's is absolutely amazing. Like yes, it's it's clutch. Okay, so then Saturday night, CMU played Adrian for the their, the last game of the weekend. Uh, Adrian did end up winning that game five to one. Okay. So past that, um, their Twitter last night said final score from Crystal Fieldhouse. Stay tuned for more from your Chippewas. I haven't seen I haven't seen any updates yet on what's going on with the chips, but 2-1-11-0-5-1. I mean, just the fact they got into the playoffs, you know, a great season. Now there was, I mean, they started the season like I think seven or seven, seven or eight to in nothing. Like they had a really good winning streak to start the season. Got to second in the conference in their region, I guess, and then you know got into the playoffs. I mean, and they play, like a lot of the teams that are playing are pretty good. Like, I think Adrian and Sioux College were both like in the top five nationally or something like that. It was yes. like absolutely so insane. So I mean, for the fact that they got they finished where they're at and played some really good competition, I mean, it stinks to have to how it played out, but just to get the experience of like knowing what playoff hockey is is even better. So honestly, like I said. Mac and Emily and everyone at CMU, if you if you are listening, I mean, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, ladies, for what you did this season. It was a great year. Definitely excited, Ray, for next season. Of course, we got all the commits coming in. I'm proud of this Chips team. So fire up the Chips. Let's have a great off season, and you know, maybe uh, maybe go win a conference next year, and you know, get a run in the playoffs. So, but yeah, I, I couldn't be more proud of this Chips team for the season they had and getting into the playoffs. So, yes, I mean. They made it into the playoffs, like you said. It was really their second season. Yeah. Actually competing and look what what they accomplished. I mean, the future yeah. is very, very bright for the chips, regardless of what comes next. Yeah. It is I mean, absolutely a bright future. Yeah. I mean, after what Max said too, like, you know, having a, have not really have a team kind of playing just man like random hockey just to play hockey and then getting the team back and dealing dealing with everything else and all that, but send the culture, getting a really good head coach, getting recruits left and right and stuff like that. And just having a culture that the team has is just absolutely amazing. So yes, just, things are just going to get better for the chips out there. In Mount oh, Pleasant. for sure. So, yeah. So, but I mean, just absolutely amazing season thus far. Of course, we are waiting to see what comes next for our friends at CMU. And if we hop over to division one, we had some friends of the podcast and of course, my Indiana Tech team in the playoffs this weekend. On Friday, we had University of Michigan facing off against Grand Valley State University. Michigan came out with a three to nothing shutout. And then if we take a peek over at Saturday's scoreboard, we had University of Michigan face Indiana Tech. Oh, there you go. It's it's tough when your team and friends of the pod face off against each other. I'm not going to lie. But, of course, as always, Roll Tech, baby. And they came out with the 3-2 to two victory over the University of Michigan. And then we move over to Sunday's schedule. And Indiana Tech did face off against Adrian College. Unfortunately, it was a loss for Indiana Tech. It was three to nothing. All three goals were scored in the third period by Adrian. It was a super close game. 
in the first two periods, you know, both teams, you could see the drive and the desire to get everything kind of taken care of and, and get that spot in there. So we are again, playing the wait and see game when it comes to what is next for this Indiana tech team this season, we're hoping for some tournament stuff going on, but what a great playoff weekend for them. I mean, to go two games face off against, I mean, Michigan is a good squad. Yeah. Jenna, Jenna and her staff up there in Michigan are, um, yeah, maybe, maybe should, maybe should make Michigan kind of be like, maybe we need to do a little bit more for our women's team, but you know, yeah. that's just us. Cause yeah, I mean, it'd be nice it'd be nice i mean if they could get you know a little bit of the ohio state treatment seeing as they're building a brand new ice hockey facility for both their men's and their women's teams be nice if every college did that but then again ohio state was the first team that i ever noticed who had their teams designated on social medias as m hockey and w hockey like they Mm -hmm. didn't just expect w hockey to be women's hockey and them to just be hockey they actually had their men's hockey team change their handles with the m in it so not necessarily something that you hate to see yeah no so. yeah uh go first hockey needs to do that a little bit though because it's go first mm-hmm. hockey then it's go for women's w hockey so minnesota come on <laughs> i do this say though minnesota hockey though um. Yeah, just to, so Division One real quick. Minnesota women's hockey. They actually beat St. Thomas six to two yesterday. Did it go to the? They advanced the twenty twenty three WCHA final faceoff. Mm-hmm. So, and go, the Ohio for, State women's hockey team also advanced to the WCHA. They're both in the final four. Um, oh, that's going to be. Yeah, I believe I, if I'm remembering correctly, Ohio State is playing Minnesota Duluth. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember who Minnesota is playing. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, let me go look that up. I know we don't talk about NCAA hockey a lot because we we really love the we love the Acha, but I mean hockey's hockey. So I mean, <gasps> yeah. Oh God, I don't like that face. It's That's the sad. border battle, Minnesota uh, and Wisconsin. Oh, oh, that's gonna be a! I have never been happier to have the Big Ten Network on my cable package than I am during this time of year. Yeah, because because they're gonna because they're gonna play every championship and playoff stuff. But a board we got the border battle of Minnesota Wisconsin. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be electric! What a, what a what a final! You got Duluth Ohio State, then you got Michigan and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. Whew. It's gonna be a good weekend for Woho next weekend. I'm just saying. Yeah, good I guess I, I I know we focus on Acha a lot, but it is getting closer to like that time of year where it's like, all right, we're getting little... close to the real March Madness, which is you know playoff college hockey on the men's and women's side. So I have to see. Yeah, like everyone talks about how great college basketball is. No, college hockey is where it's at. It's intense, and I'm here for it. So, so. Hopefully my gophers of Division One NCAA hockey can pull it out. So big CMU guy, but we're talking NCAA as well, though. Mm-hmm. I got to talk about the gophers. So. Oh, absolutely. So it has been a great weekend for WoHo. Mm-hmm. The, the playoff bracket is officially set for the PHF. 
we have got now. Now it just comes down to the seedings. <laughs> yeah, now it comes down to the seedings, and honestly, I don't know how I want this to turn right now. Um, I real, I really don't, because at this point, regardless of what happens, it is going to be insanity. So yeah, I mean, still got a couple weeks left in the regular season to figure out all of the seedings and standings and well, who's gotta, playing where. Because you got to figure out: Are you playing? Do, do you want Boston or do you want Toronto Six? Yeah, I like mean, who you want. It's a, it's a pick your poison. How, how, what kind of path do you want to go through to get to the final and go for the Isabel Cup? So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy postseason. I cannot wait. The Six, the Pride, the Whitecaps, and the Whale have all punched their tickets to the Isabel Cup playoffs, and now we just got to figure out who's playing who and where. Yeah, because you're gonna get you're gonna get a you're gonna get a semifinal, then you got the final. So it's yeah. like, yeah. To, it's going to be a wild game five, five games of potential hockey. And then you get that one game final. It's going to be insane. Yeah. yeah. So that is it for our, our WoHo recap this week. I cannot wait for next week. I can't wait for more playoff hockey on the college side. I can't wait to see what happens with all of the seating in the PHF. Like yeah. everybody's tickets are punched now. So it's like, all right, now what movement's going to happen? Who's going to shift where? who we facing in the first round. I mean, it's going to yeah. be an exciting one. So my friend, Zach, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at one true Zach. That's only true. Zach It's actually spelled out like the number one, not the number one itself. Like the O'Neaters find me on Instagram at Zach R Martin 22. Uh, if you're looking for any of my articles that I write for field pass hockey, it's FPH checkers. I have a link. I have a link in my bio to go to the, where you can, Go to the page where you can see all my articles. Um, just go to fieldpasshockey.com as well if you didn't know, check that out. Beth, where are people can find you on the internet? So on the bird machine, you can find me at Wonder Beffers. This is where we confuse the people because it's like the word wonderful, not like the number one, like my co-host over here, Zach. Like, I wonder what happened to the Anators? Exactly. On Instagram, you can find me at Good Better Beffers. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. The, the information's been scrolling across the bottom of the screen for the episode. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at Pod, And on YouTube, you can find us at Let's Talk Woe Hockey. Make sure you've subscribed and turned on the bell and like the videos and comment and share and do all those fun things to spread the love for Woho and, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks. But we will catch you next time. For episode number 50, when we are joined by a very special guest, the one, the only, Courtney Dagger. Oh, you mean the demigoddess? The demigoddess of chaos herself. So it is going to be an absolute blast. Look forward to seeing you guys next time. Keep a peep out on the socials because the schedule's a little fluid right now. So we will let you know when that episode's coming out. It's just a little fluid right now. And that's totally fine because life happens. So for me, Beth, for him, Zach. This has been episode number 49 of Let's Talk Bo Hockey, and we will see you guys next time. Bye! 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 Thank you for watching this Five of the Game Sports Network podcast. Now avoid the selfie and go enjoy your game misconduct. See you next time.